Good evening, everyone. I appreciate the invitation of your pastor to come and talk about the shaking. A number of years ago, I presented this as GVIC, and the context was different. Now we have progressed nearly 10 more years, and it becomes clearer than ever before what the shaking is going to be. And yet many of our people are concerned about it, haven't studied about it, and are very uncertain about it. And spiritually, they begin to shake. My intention is to take away that fear and give me a, you a clear insight of what it is so that you are prepared. In fact, tomorrow morning I will talk about the, how to prepare for this so that it will not affect you. It will not destroy your faith. It, in fact, strengthens your faith and preserves you to participate in the loud cry and let the rain. Isn't it the good news? You know, so this subject that some fear is not at all something to be feared, afraid of. At this time, I ask the Lord specially to bless me. Dear Heavenly Father, may the words I speak come from you and strengthen each one that is present present tonight, in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> what is the shaking anyway? And this is a study from both the Bible and the spirit of prophecy. I've looked at all these statements that she has recorded, stated, and whatever, and out of this comes the presentation tonight, and specifically the presentation tomorrow afternoon about the current challenges. And the challenges are now clearer than ever before. You see it around you, and you can experience it. The shaking. Here's a picture of uh, the situation in San Francisco. And we know that in the beginning of the 1900s, San Francisco was terribly shaken. Here it is. This was left over from the same picture as you saw before. And so this is a physical shaking, and we see this more and more often. Ellen White talks about the judgments of God are in the land. The shaking, biblically speaking, in an agricultural community, you have the, the harvest, and you then use a sieve to shake out what you don't want. And what remains is what the pure food that you want to have. Here it is. The shaking. And the beautiful harvest of grain is the result 
And that is what we are looking for in the shaking. Yes, a number of things will be passed on, passed gone. It's a kind of a refining process. Here you see how the gold is made pure. All the imperfections are being removed. And the pure gold bars are the results of this. And what is left over is the dross, which we show what we remove. So here are some of the biblical insights that the Bible gives. The shaking in Scripture. Isaiah 19, verse 16, shows a very interesting picture. In that day shall Egypt be like unto women, and it shall be afraid and fear because of the shaking of the hand of the Lord of hosts, which he shakes over it. Here, the shaking of Egypt is compared with the shaking and the terrible pain that a woman goes through during the pregnancy and the birth of a child. Yes, this is the situation with Egypt. It's a shaking. And who does the shaking? The Lord. What are the observations? The Lord does the shaking of the enemies of his people. Very interesting. The shaking is directed to God's enemies and will benefit God's people in a very special way. Again here, Isaiah 24, verse 13. If you study your Bible very carefully, you see that when thus it shall be in the midst of the land among the people, there shall be as the shaking of an olive tree, as of the gleaning grapes when the vengeance, vin, vintage is done. Again, the shaking. But what is this kind of shaking? The shaking reveals the faithful remnant. So, yes, the Lord takes care of the enemy, but at the same time, it reveals the Lord's faithful remnant. And here, when you shake the olive trees, what do you want to have? You want to have the pure olives. And at the same time here, the grapes, it shall be as the shaking of the olive trees and of the gleaning of grapes. And there you are looking for the pure. <coughs> Ezekiel 37, verse 7. And so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Remember, that was the valley of the dry bones. And then when the Lord intervened, and what did the, what did the dry bones represent? God's people. But it was not the condition that the Lord was interested in. And so the observation was, the Lord uses the shaking to do what? To revive God's people. It's very, very important. So you focus on the destruction of God's enemies, the purification of God's people, and then the shaking 
revives his people. Here are the dead bones. He's shaking his scripture, Ezekiel 38, verse 19. For my jealousy, and in the, for in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath, I have spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel. And what is the result? The shaking is associated with the judgment on the persecutors of God's people. And this is again an aspect of the purification. And tomorrow morning I especially will will focus on, on, on what happened in God's church. And you have here the spiritual and the carnal. Carnal are God's people? Yes. And they come to church. They pay tithe. They keep the Sabbath. Yes. Yes. But the Lord shaking will purify his people. (coughs) Nehemiah 5 verse 13. Also I shook my lap and said, So Lord, shake out every man from his house and from his labor that performeth not this promise. Even thus be he shaken out and emptied. And all the congregation says, Amen, and praise the Lord. So what happens here? God shakes out, again, the oppressors of his people. Remember Nehemiah when he came back and went back to Israel to fortify and encourage the people there? And they were very despondent there. They sat down and they had not made hardly any progress. And when Nehemiah came, in a very short time, everything was taking place. And so here you should see the importance of spiritual leaders and good pastors. Again, the shaking of scripture. Let's summarize the evidence. What does the shaking of scripture mean? The Lord shakes the enemies of his people. Is that good? Very good. The shaking reveals the Lord's faithful remnant. In time of prosperity, it is difficult to see the Lord's remnant. But at the right time, it's very, very important. The faithful remnant. The Lord uses a shaking to revive his people. And the shaking is associated with judgments on the persecutors of God's people. Observation. Is the shaking good or bad? Good, good. Of course, it depends on what side of the... (laughs) You are, you know. If you are a carnal individual in the church, are you looking forward to the shaking? (laughs) You know, Lord, give me a little bit more peace. Give me a little bit more time or slumber. But God's people, God's true people, are agonizing with what happened in the church. And they want to have a true revival and a reformation. And they weep and call upon the Lord to revive his people. 
<coughs> now let us look here at the spirit of prophecy's insight. Very profound. So you look at the Bible and you see there the headlines. But then when you go to the spirit of prophecy, she unpacks those things. And if you don't fully understand it, it becomes much clearer. And I have been looking at it, and she makes a number of statements where it talks about a shaking in the future and a statement in the present. And it seems as if there are waves in our church. Sometimes it is there, sometimes it is in the future. Now let us just look here what she says about it. First of all, the statements, the shaking is in the future. <coughs> the situation in 1860, and keep in mind, at that time we had, did not have an organized church. We, our church got organized in 1863. So here, if, and now you can uh, read now what took place. In fact, uh, since 2015, the uh, White Estate has released now all Ellen White's writings. Before that, it was only a section. But uh, there were people complaining, and, and they were even suing the church. They said, you know, we need to know everything. And so the White Estate has revealed it. And now, keep in mind, Ellen White wrote in her lifetime about 100,000 pages for God's people. Well, it's got a lot of people, a lot of pages. Now, how many did you read? Think about it, you know. Now, when the pages were released in 2015, you know how many pages were released now? 50,000. So, before that, there were 50,000. And now an added 50,000, so now everything is available. And my wife and I have decided, of course we don't know how long we live, but every day we read a chapter in the Bible, and then we go up on the internet and download one of the latest releases. The releases of the letters. It is in two sections. You have letters and manuscripts. And it is absolutely amazing. And we are now in, seven, no, in 1863. And the turmoil that is going on at that time, it's amazing. <coughs> Here Ellen White writes, quote, I view the church in a more dangerous condition than they had ever been. Experimental religion is known but by a few. The shaking must soon take place to purify the church. So what is she looking for? Experimental religions. The question is, do you have an experience with Jesus? You know, that's a very simple question to ask. We go to church and whatever. We do things that we ought to do. But is that a personal experience? You know, if you have a personal experience with Jesus, things that seem to be drowsy and dread and 
boring become alive. Why? Because Jesus is the author. And this, the inspiration comes from Jesus. And so here then the observation is, <clears throat> the shaking of the church is in the near future. And she blames it to a lack of experimental religion. So, again here, if you want to be on the right side, the right direction, the right trajectory, get personally acquainted with Jesus. And if you don't know how to do it, call upon him. You think he will disappoint you? You think so? No, friends. If anyone lacks wisdom, ask him of God, and he gives liberally to each one. Is it marvelous? Shaking his future. 22 years later, this is what she says in Testimonies, Volume 5, pages 80 and 81. The days are fast approaching when there will be great perplexity and confusion. Every wind of doctrine will be blowing. The Lord has faithful servants who are in the shaking, testing time will be disclosed to view. See, that's what it does. Yes, presently a number of doctrines are blowing in our church. And so, we are a number of people may be very confused. The time is not far distant. When the test will come to every soul, the mark of the beast will be urged upon us. In this time, the gold will be separated from the dross in the church. Now, are we now to this point that the mark of the beast is being urged, urged upon us? Is it? Is Congress passing laws already? Not yet. So this situation is in the near future. And so, yes, it will come soon, but it is not yet the year. <clears throat> so the observation, signs of the coming of, signs of the coming shaking time. Those are the signs, the mark of the beast, and the issuing of government by government, but it is not yet so here. The shaking is future. The situation in 1886, manuscript 15, 1888, reveals this one here. Our faith cannot be vested in any man. We need Christ's righteousness. We need Jesus ever by our side. He is our rock. It is by his might that we may conquer and by his righteousness that we are saved. When I see men exalted and praised, extolled as almost infallible, we know that there must come a terrible shaking. Is this taking place also in our church? That we put people on pedestals? 
evangelists, scholars. And we say, oh yes, uh, I follow this one. I follow that one. Are we also at a time like this? The servant of the Lord says, there must be time of terrible shaking. Observation, a terrible shaking must come soon. And here you see then the rock, and this will be shaken. Shaking is in the future. The situation in 1887, you find this in the last day event, page 173, quote, There will be a shaking of the sieve. The chaff must in time be separated from the wheat. Because iniquity abounds, the love of many waxes cold. It is in the very time when the genuine will be the strongest. There will be a shaking. Observation. The shaking will come to separate church members. You like this? No, we may not like it. Some of our best friends may be shaken out. But it is only revealed when the shaking is there. Before that, everything may be nice. We may have the best friendships, but we don't have the condition of the heart. And this will be revealed during the shaking. (coughs) And so here then, the shaking is future. Situation in 1888. This comes from the 88 materials in page 511. Quote, There will be an army of steadfast believers who will stand firm as a rock throughout the last test. But where is that army? But where in that army are those who have been standard bearers? Some of them are not there. We look for them, but in the time of shaking, they have been unable to stand and have passed over to the enemy's ranks. Is it tragic? Here are standard bearers in the church. Yet, in the time of shaking, they went to the enemy. Very sad. Of course, if some of you know the situation in 1888 and the light that God has given and the problems that some of our leaders had with this light and the the sad thing that they rejected the light is one of the reasons today where very few people know about this light in 1888. They don't. Oh yes, that's to do with righteousness by faith. And if you ask, okay, can you tell me what it is? Silence. Silence. You know, righteousness by faith is not something that you put in your mind clearly. And you can spit it out what it is. It's an experience with Jesus that is so unique that you cannot stop it praising the Lord day and night. How do you get this? 
<laughs> I can tell you about it. But the proof of the pudding is you have to investigate yourself. There are four volumes about the experience of 1888 that the White Estate published in 1988. And those four volumes contain everything that Ellen White ever wrote on those topics. And uh, even if there is a document with one sentence about 1888, The Righteous by Faith, they put it in that document. Now, when I had to teach this subject, I'm ashamed to tell you I didn't know too much about the subject at all. Because we were sp spent years in the mission field in Thailand among the Buddhists and in uh, Korea. And when we came back, I was asked to teach this. So what do you do? You know, you bought a full volume and you go through it. And I mean, I couldn't believe what I read. Righteousness by faith on the, in the marketplace. Fantastic. And uh, I was on cloud nine. I shared it with my wife. I said, you know, Annie, here you have four volumes. And I'm nearly finished and you have to read those things. And she looked at this. And she saw that I had underlined many, many things in red pencil. She turned it back and she gave it back to me. I want to read for myself. I want not want to be influenced by you. And so she bought four volumes. You know, this is the type of mind, the kind of mind that I have. She wanted to have it for herself. And she experienced the same as I did. So think about it, friends, what we can do. Anyway, this is a marvelous aspect of the future. And so, yes, where is it? Will you stand firm as a rock? And so here then, they have me able to stand. So what is now the observation? The time of the shaking is still in the future. In this case... And here you see then an army. And you see that the standard, they have the standards whole. And that is what the Lord wants us to have, to be part of his army and have the light included in our experience. Again, she has something to say about the shaking of the future. And that is in 1890, after the 1880 uh, light. This is in Selected Messages, Volume 2, page 180. She says here, quote, There is a time of trouble coming to the people of God, but we are not to keep that constantly in before the people and rein them up to have a time of trouble beforehand. No. There is to be a shaking among God's people, but this is not the present truth to carry it to the churches. So in 1890, she says, this, we, we doesn't emphasize the shaking all the time. It's a, fu a future, future. And at that time, it was not possible clearly to see what took place. But now we are 120 years beyond this. And what I'm going to show you tomorrow afternoon is vital and you can see here what is taking place right now 
Of course, we don't need to keep it constantly before the people. But if you understand now what is taking place in the church, and you have the right direction, it will not affect you. But you can help other people not to fall victim to what is going on, the current challenges. But the current challenges are tremendous, and I have been in the midst of those challenges. But I will share this with you tomorrow afternoon. And so, again, there will be a time of trouble coming for the shaking. And the observation is, the coming shaking is not present truth in 1890. And I still don't think I should keep it before the people all the time. But you need to be informed. And therefore, I accepted this to share in a weekend what you have to be aware of. And if you are aware of this, then you can rest in Jesus and not be afraid. What do you say? And so again, the situation in 1895. And so I'm just cleansing where she stressed shaking his future. And then she gives some interesting aspects. Quote, the Lord is soon to come. There must be a refining, winnowing process in every church. Including the Orisa. Including the Orisa. Uh, the. What is this town here? Aurora. The Aurora Church. It will not escape you. For there are, there are among us wicked men who do not love the truth or honor God. Last day events, page 173. You can say, what? Wicked men among us? Yes. Remember, Jesus talked about the wheat and the tares. What are the tares? What are they? You remember the parable in Matthew 25? You remember? The bridegroom comes, and you have the ten virgins. Half good, half, ah, they look good, but they're out. And those who are out, are they wicked? Yes, the Bible says they are wicked, wicked. Why are they wicked? Because they have not accepted Jesus' invitation. They have been not willing to make the total surrender. They have been disobedient. Maybe not in many ways, but they have slighted Jesus' invitation. And those who do that are wicked. Because the wicked are not in heaven. And so, there is this refining, winnowing process. Observation. The shaking will affect every church. Again, the shaking is future. This was the situation in 1896. Selected Messages, Volume 2, page 1. 14. 
Again, she says, division will come into the church. Two parties will be developed. The wheat and the tares grow up together for the harvest. Now, some churches, you see this clearly. In other churches, not yet. But no matter what, two parties will be developing. I don't like the divisions, but unfortunately you cannot avoid those. Observation, two parties will be developed in the church. In fact, in every church. Here is again a picture of the wheat and the tares. The Lord says, you know, let them them be together until the harvest. Because sometimes when we are very anxious to get rid of some of the chaff, we may make mistakes. In fact, the Lord says, you know, let them grow up together. And why? Because there is still an opportunity to rescue. If you care for your people, there is still an opportunity to get them and convince them. And so there is a whole mission field within the church. It's not just foreign Missions, home missions, even in the church. Again, in the future, the situation in 1900. This comes from the Crest Collection in 124. Quote, a great shaking up must come. The professed believers in the church, in the truth, for this time are asleep. They need to wake and shine anew. Yes, unfortunately, there are many that are asleep. The message of the angel following the third angel, that is the one in Revelation 18, verse 1, is now to be given to all parts of the world. It is the harvest message, and the whole earth will be enlightened with the glory of God. Is it tremendous? And that is what she says, it is now in 1900. What about 100 years later? Should this not be given? Should we not send this message to God's people in Babylon? Isn't it important? God has still people in Babylon, friends. In fact, the majority are still outside of us. And in vain they look for the image of Jesus in the churches. Because those churches are in full apostasy. And can our church be the fair haven for those people? Is Christ shining in our members? And when they come here, they said, hey, the Seventh-day Adventist church is different. There we see a love portrayed that we don't see in our own church. Now, is it very, very clear to them? Will they not come to us? Yes, they will. And so, friends, pray about it. Invite your friends outside of the church to come into your church. The observation is, that the shaking leads to the revival of Revelation 18, verse 1. 
So, how is it with you, friends? Are you possessed with our message? You know, when the clear message of Pentecost came, the disciples were on cloud nine. They proclaimed and thousands were baptized. And now we are so much closer to Jesus coming. We have heard the messages. We have seen the evidence. Friends, the only thing that you can get away from this planet Earth is souls and the character of Jesus. What are we working on? A better retirement? Better housing? What are we doing? While the Lord is coming, is very, very close. Oh, friends, if we fall in love with Jesus, if we have the compassion of Jesus when we see the fields white of the harvest, then we will go out, no matter what people think of us. Yes, friends, where are we? Are we sleeping? And then she has a number of statements that says the shaking is now. And there are certain times in our church history that things are really coming to a shaking point. And I show you here this. <clears throat> the shaking has begun. This was a situation in 1850. That is a vision of mission received in Oswego, New York. This comes in early writings, page 50 and 51. Quote, the mighty shaking has commenced and will go on. And all will be shaken out who are not willing to take a bold and unyielding stand for the truth and to sacrifice for God and his cause. Now that's very interesting here. Observation, the shaking has begun and will go on. Now what was the situation in 1850? Remember we were not a church yet. That came in 1863. But what was it here? We were all together with many of the Millerites. And there were many people that had already started to keep Sabbath. And what happened there? They gave up. And the 50,000 or more Millerites, after the disappointment, they left, left, left. And here, Elmai says, what is taking place among us now, among us Adventists, is the shaking. And in 1850, you know how many still believed that God was working in the Advent movement? That God was still giving them light of the sanctuary? That has still confidence in 1844 that God was there? and that there was something significantly happened in 1844 about Christ and his ministry in the sanctuary? There were only 100 people left. Isn't it tragic? 
100 people left. And she's talking about here, you know, a mighty shaking takes place. And the people left. And then took the pen and the Bible against us and wrote many pamphlets against the Sabbath and how, we, how it is nonsense that Christ is in the, in the heavenly sanctuary because there is no sanctuary in heaven. There's nothing in the Bible. Tragic, tragic, tragic. Again, in 1862, we just, my wife and I, we just read the correspondence there. Very sad situation. This is in Testimonies, Volume 1, page 429. What do we see there, here? Because that is, shall we organize in a church or shall we not organize? So there it is. Quote, Testimonies, Volume 1, page 429. I saw that we are now in the shaking time. Satan is working with all his power to wrest souls from the hand of Christ and cause them to trample underfoot the Son of God. Character is being developed. Angels of God are weighing moral worth. God is testing and proving his people. Again here, it is an important point here. That is now is the shaking time. Observation in the shaking time. And again, of those who were now faithfully coming together, the whole issue of organization, it split many and many left and started other churches like the Church of God, Seventh Day. Oh, but they didn't, didn't like, they didn't like the organization because then we become Babylon. Secondly, they didn't like Sister White as a messenger for the Lord. And thirdly, affected the appetite. They did not like the health reform message that Ellen White received in 1863. So that other church, and if there are here people that feel that we are too strict on diet, there is still another church. Church of God, seven day. And you can eat and drink to your heart's desire. See, there are, there are smorgasbord of opportunities. But it is not the remnant church. If you're interested in the remnant church, you need to appreciate and accept the testimony of Jesus. But Satan is very anxious that we will not accept the testimony of Jesus. Because then we are weakening our growth in Jesus. Shaking is now. Situation in 1889. That was shortly after the 1888 conference. This comes from the 1888 materials, page 331. Quote, I'm sorry that you are in such a great blindness that you're unable, and she says it to the leaders, that you're unable to distinguish the voice of God from that of the enemy. I have repeatedly presented before you and others that there would come a shaking time when everything that can be shaken will be shaken, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. And we are now 
entering upon the time. And it's very, very sad if you read the next 10 years and uh, the unwillingness of the brethren, a number of brethren, to accept that message. Now, some later on accepted it, but reluctantly, and as a result, today, many people don't know this message. And so again, this is a period of shaking. Everything that can be shaken. question is, will you be shaken? Can you be shaken? Or have you, are you a standard bearer in our church? Yes, we are now entering upon the time. Upon the shaking time. Again, the situation in 1900. Manuscript Releases, Volume 21, page 346. Quote, At times I am worried in spirit, but when I command all to God, his peace comes to me. I hear his voice saying, Be still, and know that I am God. I see that the time has come when everything that can, can be shaken will be shaken. We are still in the shaking, we are in the shaking time. Be assured that only those who live the prayer of Christ, working it out in practical life, will stand the test. End quote. Again here, what happened there, 1900? The whole process of reorganization of this church, and there were great critics that want to tear down our church. And again, God overruled. So you can see here that the shaking comes with waves. It's not so when she says, now we are in the shaking time, and then from now on, from 1889 until today, there is a shaking time. No. There are waves that comes. We are now, again, at that time, we are in the shaking time. 1901. That was the uh, reorganization of the church. Testimonies, volume 6, page 331 and 332. Quote, Elmai says, If we only knew what is before us, we would not be so dilatory in the work of the Lord. Our, we are in the shaking time when everything that can be shaken will be shaken. The Lord will not excuse those who know the truth if they do not in word and deed obey his commands. Those who belong to the Lord's kingdom must work earnestly for the saving of souls. You know, when all the doctrine winds come into our church, and if you see people deceived, what are you going to do? Are you going to move and reach out to them and try to explain the confusion? Yes. What is this here? Observation. We're in the shaking time now. 1902. Bible Commentary, Volume 4, page 11. 61. Uh, this has to do also when the 
Kellogg controversy developed where he left our church. Just as soon as the people of God are sealed in their forehead, it's not any seal or mark that can be seen, but a settling into the truth, both intellectually and spiritually, so they cannot be moved. Just as soon as God's people are sealed and prepared for the shaking, it will come. Indeed, it has begun already. The judgments of God are now upon the land to give us warning that we know what may be coming. And again, you know, the earthquakes, the hurricanes, they're all special signs, the tsunamis of the coming of the Lord. And it is important, and I have a whole other presentation on the ceiling, how important it is to get ready for the ceiling. And that is what the Lord has in, for us in mind. Uh, but the sealing will settle us in the truth, intellectually, spiritually, so that we cannot be moved anymore. Observation, the shaking has already begun. Has the shaking begun? The question is, what did this presentation reveal about the love of God. Think about it. Is this information given to us by a loving God? In what way? So that you are prepared. So that you are, you know, I mean, God's timetable, it goes on. But are you prepared? And we can be thankful to the Lord that we don't need to shiver and shake but that we can say, praise the Lord. This is the time to be settled, to be prepared, to, you know, intellectually and spiritually prepared. Friend, this is fantastic. And so to me, those presentations give us me peace and tranquility and can say, praise the Lord. But then I moved with compassion to church members that are constantly fearing and making all kinds of speculations. We don't need to speculate. Here is what God has revealed. Now, you, of course, you, you may be very anxious if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. And if you don't, what do you have to do? Kneel and cry out to the Lord. And Lord, please give me that experience. You know, for many years, when I was studying at Andrews and whatever. Yes, I know, you know, I, I love Bible studies. I know love many, many things. But did I hunger and thirst for righteousness? I did not. I said, you know, Lord, there must be something wrong. How do I get it? And I only got it on my knees and I call upon the Lord. I said, Lord, please give me that hunger and thirst. You think that if you call upon the Lord like that, that he let you down? No, absolutely not. So therefore, every day when I get up, the first thing is, I go to my study, open my prayer list, pray for all the many people that are on there, and then reflect upon the word. 
And then I share it with my wife, my friends, today. And if it have no opportunity, what about prayer meeting? You know? Who has praises? You know, you hear frequently one or two. If we have discovered something, if God has revealed something to us, why not share it? Be enthusiastic about it. Not, oh yeah, the Lord, you know, many years ago the Lord revealed, what many years ago? What did the Lord do last week? What did he do today? You know, do you have any good news to tell? Or is it all, all stuff of many years ago? See, that is what we need to go. Then we become alive. Our services become alive because we are so strengthened by what God has revealed to us. New light. Maybe old light to some, but what is it to you? If you have never heard it and it's a new insight, it's new light, right? And so here, what is this revealed about love of God? Tremendous, what a loving God we have. Is it a future shaking? Yes. Was there a shaking in 2015 at the general conference? You know, there were some votes taken. And how were those votes accepted in America, in North America? What happened in 2016, 2017, 2018? Did you observe the live stream of the Autumn Council? Did you observe the reaction of the North American Division to this? Tomorrow afternoon, the rest of the story. But you know, those are things that are taking place. And specifically, what it has to do with your understanding of the Bible and the Scriptures. And so may God bless you. This is a kind of an introduction of the present and the future. But what was seen future becomes today very, very realistic, present truth. And so tomorrow we will continue. In the morning we will spend time on focusing on how to prepare for the shaking and the afternoon, the current challenges today. And I'm not talking about something 50 years ago, but right now. And if you know those things, you put your antenna and you can feel the situation. And then you can see how you can contribute as a standard bearer in this church. Or when you meet desponding Adventists. Adventists that will, are about to give up on this church. Is it really a Babylon? No, friends. <laughs> Walking away is not your mission. Your mission is to fortify the saints. And then you will revive yourself. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the wonderful light you have given tonight. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that has given us the light that is so precious. And Father, help us to, to respond in a positive way to what you have for us. 
Yes, you want us to be a part of your army. Maybe not run away, Father, but maybe be a part of your family. Maybe be a standard bearer. Bless this church. Bless this pastor. In Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.